Welcome back to Hot Sexual Assault Podcast here in Athens, Georgia. You're speaking to Cassie Cornelius, and today I have Brenda Sensia, Jordan Vineyard, Asher Brooks, and Amelia Toledo. Today we have a special guest speaker, so stay tuned. And as always, thank you for joining us here at Hot Sexual Assault Podcast. Please be advised, today's episode will discuss a real-life and emotional sexual assault experience with mentions of mental health, suicide, and violence. 26.4% of females and 6.8% of males experience rape or sexual assault through physical force, violence, or incapacitation during undergrad, according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, or RAIN. Now let's backtrack. Sexual assault can be defined as sexual contact or behavior that occurs without clear consent from the victim. Sexual assault occurs in numerous forms such as rape or force. Rape is when sexual penetration has occurred without the consent of the victim. Force is a form of sexual assault which occurs physically, emotionally, psychologically, or manipulatively to pressure the victim into non-consensual sexual intercourse. Despite the high relevance of sexual assault cases, there are many unheard cases due to the lack of comprehension and the stigma surrounding the victims of sexual assault. Sexual assault is often referred to as an umbrella of instances. There can be various definitions, but for the purposes of this episode, we are going to define sexual assault as attempted rape, unwanted touching, or forcing someone to perform acts of sex. This includes oral sex or the penetrating of the body, according to Rain. We get this question too often. Who is most vulnerable to sexual assault? And unfortunately, the answer is college students. College students are at high risk, specifically females. Every one in six American women has experienced sexual assault at least once in their lifetime. Sexual assaults occur more likely when people are intoxicated and are more likely to happen to men and women between the ages of 18 to 34. Sexual assault can occur anywhere but is mostly heard to happen on college campuses. Going to college, sexual assault is never on someone's mind, but instead the amount of memories that are going to be created are on a freshman's mind. Unfortunately, college campuses aren't as safe as one would hope. Fraternities just may increase the cases of sexual assault that occur on college campuses. In August, the reports of sexual assault at fraternities were particularly high. These reports included many small liberal arts colleges as well as several large U.S. universities such as Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Alabama, Michigan, Massachusetts, and Missouri. As a result of these reports, these universities are seeing mass protests from hundreds of students calling for the abolishment of Greek life. While most universities have not completely shut down Greek life, many have taken large measures to punish fraternities for sexual assault allegations. At Northwestern University, reports of several students saying that they had been drugged and sexually assaulted at fraternities resulted in the complete suspension of recruitment and social events at fraternity houses. At the University of Southern California, all fraternity social events have been halted after seven reports of sexual assault were made. While ensuring that fraternities are punished for their actions is important, more efforts need to be made to stop sexual assault from happening in the first place.
UGA has already begun this process by putting $8.5 million towards campus security and safety over the next three years. This includes street lighting, security cameras, police personnel, and nightly rideshare programs. By improving campus security, students can both be and feel safer. Nightly rideshare programs will especially be helpful in preventing sexual assault as it gives students free transportation at any time of night from places where they may feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Street lighting and security cameras will also be helpful in finding perpetrators of sexual assault. Additional funding towards helping victims of sexual assault is also needed. Many universities already have some sort of sexual assault program to help victims. By improving mental health programs, victims can feel more motivated to tell their stories and raise awareness on this issue. Some people are afraid to speak up about their sexual assault experience. You may be asking why someone might not speak up about such a serious matter, but it is not that simple. Victims rather not seek help that simply enforces that they were the problem due to factors such as clothing or sobriety. Some feel that people will not believe them or think that they are overreacting. Others may simply feel like they do not have a safe place to go where they can talk about their assault. Reporting is not the only area of sexual assault that negatively affects victims, but their mental health can also be extremely affected. Thoughts of self-harm, overwhelming feelings of sadness, being easily startled, and constantly feeling worried or scared are some of the ways that mental health and victims sometimes change according to the KMD law. Before, we mentioned the dictionary definition of sexual assault, but this definition changes from person to person. What some may see as a casual touch could very well be a touch that keeps someone from going to places and events they would have before. We want to reinforce the idea of sexual assault victims that it is not your fault. Maybe that could be better said by our guest speaker who has experienced sexual assault herself. So when I turned 17, I had started seeing this guy casually. Um, he was in our friend group, so I had known him actually for probably like seven or eight years at this point. I mean, I met, I met him in kindergarten, not kindergarten, fifth grade. Um, and then, you know, this took place in, like, my senior year of high school, so I had known him for a pretty long time, like, he was somebody that I trusted, um, and considered, like, a close friend, so, um, we had gone on a couple dates at this point, and, um, basically what had happened was, uh, we were, like, in the process of, like, going towards, like, having intercourse, and, um, he... Basically, I had said that I was only okay with something, and he straight ignored it, um, and, like, went to do that anyway, and when I was like, no, what are you doing? I don't want to do that. He basically just, like, pushed my arms down, held them down, and told me that I had no idea what I was talking about, that I was stupid, that I didn't know what he was trying to do, and to just, like, shut up and let him do it. And, of course, I, like, freaked out a little bit, um, and so I, like, pushed him back a little, and that's when he grabbed my arms and put them down. Um, and then um, he tried to do it again. And I, this time, like, because I had already said no, like, don't do this. I used, like, all of my force and pushed him off of me, like, onto the floor. And immediately, like, got dressed and left. Um, and after I left, he had, like, texted me, uh, like, admitting to the fact that he had done something wrong. And, um... 
then he deleted the messages so I couldn't screenshot them or anything or like have any way to prove that he had done that um and what happened after was like a lot of my friends because we were all in the same like friend group basically like I watched all my friends choose to believe him over me because he said that I was being over dramatic and like exaggerating and that none of that happened and it wasn't that serious and all of my friends basically believed him and um like chose to continue spending time with him and hanging out with him as opposed to like believing me um we weren't drunk or anything like that like we were both sober um but it's still um and I never really like <laughs> I never blamed my like the clothes that I was wearing but I did blame myself for a little bit because I was like well I've been dating him like what what inkling did I give him that I wanted to do this um so I did blame myself for a long time um and that really did like the impacts of what happened were lasting I mean it impacted my like relationships after that where I was like scared to like go to that level with people um and so it did really affect me but what I have to say about people who are in my position now is you know speak up like tell somebody you know maybe what I had done was I had told close friends but I would almost recommend telling an adult like somebody that you trust that is older who uh, has experience in these things and can like go to who needs to be told um I told a lot of people that were my age and I think that's why nobody like took it too seriously um so I would just tell them to speak up um I know personally that by telling people about what's happened to me it's not only given me closure to the fact that like this did happen but it also like helps me know that like by speaking up maybe I'm preventing somebody else from being in my shoes with him Please be aware of the effects alcohol and drugs have. Although the effects can be more lively, the impairment can change your life. If doing such actions, please make sure to do so responsibly. If you are traveling on a college campus, please walk with a peer or allow someone to be aware of your whereabouts to help keep you safe. If you identify as a victim of sexual assault, reach out to family, friends, and loved ones. If you do not feel comfortable reaching out to a loved one, please reach out to the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. This national hotline allows you to reach out to someone willing to listen, keep your information anonymous while allowing you to still receive the advice you need. Even engaging in positive behaviors such as therapy or even taking a walk in a park can alleviate some of this mental tension. Remember, you may feel alone in this battle, but you have an army of people who care behind you. If you or someone you know is a victim of sexual assault, it is important to always remember that this was not your fault. We urge you to speak up and reach out for help if this has happened to you. Your health and well-being is the most important thing. For more information, visit your campus's sexual assault resources or counseling resources that are provided. And never forget that you are strong, loved, supported, and that this was not your fault. Thank you for listening to another episode here at Halt Sexual Assault, and a special thank you to our brave guest speaker who visited us here in Athens, Georgia. Don't forget to tune in next week, and as always, Halt Sexual Assault.